Welcome to the Spring Hills Podcast and another edition of our one-on-one with Spring Hills staff members. So today, we've got with us our children's pastor, John Barrett. He's going to talk about what brought him into ministry, the different roles he has here at Spring Hills, and then we'll also learn about his family life, his upbringing, his testimony, things like that. And as you know, I have a lot of fun coming up with what the intro music is going to be for each one of these staff one-on-one interviews. So I'm really excited about this one because John Barrett shared with me some of his favorite music. And so I went off of that. So let's get to this interview with Pastor John Barrett. forward to this. I'm glad you asked me. It's going to be fun, man. Well, hey, we've got John Barrett here in the green room with us. We're going to be doing a little one-on-one interview. We want to let you get to know John. Now, John is on staff here at Spring Hills. You've seen him, if you if you have kids, you've seen him online a lot now, especially if you have first through fourth graders because of Jam Packed. So, John, first thing, how would people know you here at Spring Hills? What's your role? Where would they see you? That kind yeah, of stuff. yeah, I'm kind of all over the place. You know, I, I I do lead the jam-packed ministry, which is grades one through four. I direct that. Have a wonderful volunteer staff. I pastor those kids. Um, I'm involved in care ministry. I work alongside Garrett Ward as the leader of our Stevens ministry. Garrett, myself, and a, and one of our lay um, congregation members, Steve Fiano, lead that ministry. In addition to that, I lead, co-lead and co-founded our marriage ministry here with Garrett Ward. Um, I do some pastor counseling, a lot of one-on-one stuff with um, those in the church that are requesting some pastoral care. And I try to make my way around. Usually on the weekends, though, I am over in the warehouse with the kids. Um, so yeah, I'm just the big guy with the the beard and, uh, you know, that's me. Yeah. You said, I actually, I didn't know that you, I knew that you were involved in the marriage ministry, yeah. um, but you said you did some counseling stuff. Are you, have you done counseling schooling? Education? Uh, well, you know, I've had a lot of courses that I've taken through my jobs over the years okay. in counseling, you know, um, conflict management, um, you know, uh, you know, working and, and being a um, facilitator, those kinds of things. So um, no formal schooling where I have a degree, but a lot of certifications. Cool. Certifications. Yeah, certifications. That's what you need to. Yeah. Right? Um, I've gone through um, Save Your Marriage Before It Starts, which is a Christian based marriage counseling program. I'm a certified Symbus facilitator. So, um, you know, I bring that to the table when I counsel cool. couples who are getting married, those kinds of things. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, are you ordained? I am not ordained. No. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any aspirations for that? I do. What I do. Do you have yeah. like a plan for it so far? Are you kind of waiting for the timing? What's I the- am. Yeah. So the deal is, is I have, um, I'm more, you know, I've, I've done weddings through the state and things like that, but I'm I have not been ordained by our church. Oh, I get. Yeah. Okay. So you yeah. technically, you, I ha- technically you have done weddings at Reverend John. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. But I have not been ordained as a pass, uh, you know, an official pastor by our church. Got it. Okay, yeah. cool. And so I do have aspirations. Um, I'm just right now, you know, based on where my children are in their schooling careers, I'm kind of in a standstill moment for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've kind of had my opportunity. I have two boys who are who are going to be going to college. And um, so I have two older kids, two younger kids. So I think in between the older kids and the younger kids, it's going to be my opportunity to go back and yeah. finish. I'd like to pursue a, a degree in biblical studies. And more than likely, I'll go through seminary at some point as Sweet. well. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I haven't done seminary either. Yeah. I, I am ordained um, through some other uh, churches that I've been through. They've ordained me. And, and I kind of talked to, I've talked to Brett a little bit 
um, you know, cause they'll be like, Hey, are you ordained? I'm like, well, yeah, I am technically. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I need to be ordained to be ordained through the church. I haven't talked to them about that yeah. yet, but, yeah. uh, That's I That's kind of where I'm at too. Yeah. It's kind of cool. How long have you been on staff? So I've been on staff for five years. How did that come about? Yeah. So we, uh, my wife and I came to Spring Hills in 2008. Um, we were here for about a year and we saw how, um, wonderful their children's program was. Catherine Krulish's father was running uh, the children's program at that time, and um, we were just really impressed with it. We had uh, two young two young boys, my oldest, Joey, and my Yeah, they were, what, son, three Jordan. and one or something uh, like that? Let's see. They would have been, point. Um, yeah, like four and two, okay. four and two. So they were getting so much out of it, and um, my wife and I had a pretty cool story about having children, and so I always felt compelled the blessing that God put on our life with our kids to do something with children. I've always been involved with children throughout my life, coaching sports. I've done some ministry in, in some of the other in the other church that I was in, um, and then as a, a, a as a teenager, I, I worked with kids also in ministry and oh, scouting cool. and coaching and all those kinds of things. So I've always had a heart for children. Um, when we saw the blessings that that they were getting from the program here, both my wife and I wanted to, my wife's name is Sherry. Both of us wanted to kind of jump in and volunteer. Sherry actually started in there first. Um, and then I came on board about, gosh, it's been about 11 years ago. So that kind of got me going in the children's ministry just as a volunteer. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then five years ago, so 2014, yeah. 15, somewhere around there. Yeah, 2015, I was invited to join the staff as the you know, to take over for jam pack. Did you, before you were on staff here, were you, did you have aspirations to be in ministry or was it kind of like one I, of those things where you were serving and then all of a sudden you're like, I feel like this is where God's got me, you know, working instead of now you're bivocational, right? So yeah. what was the, the decision to become a pastor or in great, ministry? Great question. You know, throughout my life, Garrett, I felt called to doing something, um, something that, that, you know, just something involving the Lord. Right. Um, whatever that might be. Didn't know at a young age, but I was always that type of person who was about people who wanted to serve, who wanted to listen, who wanted to care for. God always put it on my heart to be there for people in their time of need, be there to listen, be there to support and be there to really, um, be prayerfully thoughtful and a response to them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so throughout the jobs I've had, all the management, different management jobs I've had. And, and, you know, I've, I've, was in retail management for years, ran big crews, hired, fired people, had a hundred people under me. Um, I always was about the people and I always wanted to, um, you know, do it in a way that God called me to do it. So I've always had ministry involved in the jobs that I've had, but it yeah. hasn't really been at a church in ministry. Sure, yeah. So God kind of used all those opportunities to prepare me. And when these opportunities here opened up at the church with the children, it just felt like a natural fit. And yeah. I kind of just slid into it. And, and once I started doing it, it made me realize, okay, all of the things that God, um, all of the situations, all of the jobs, all of the different experiences that I've had prior have prepared me for this. Yeah. And this is what I was designed to do. But right. without all those prior experiences, I didn't realize that. Sure. Having that all under my belt, God really revealed to me, hey, you need to be in ministry. And, you know, we're going to start you off with kids. You're going to do that and you're going to go on to care and you're going to do that. And who knows where this is going to go? Well, let's go there then. You started yeah. off in the kids ministries. How, what, how did the Stevens ministries and counseling come about that? Great question. Great question. So yeah, I started off in the kids ministries. Um, 
And then, you know, I had built really good relationships with parents, really good adult relationships, you know, in, in addition to the relationships with the kids. So I started having parents, hey, you know, we've got some marital issues. We've got some things going on. Would you mind if we bounce things off of you? And I said, sure, let's, you know, let, I'd be happy to do that. You know, I said, I'm kind of laying this. I'm still learning as I'm right. going. But, I, you know, I know scripture. I can, you know, kind of guide you to where God, uh, you know, what God wants for you in the particular situation that you're in. So we'd sit down and do that. And it just was very natural. You know, it really, you know, teaching and, and um, uh, compassion and uh, evangelizing and just counseling are really heavy in my spiritual gifts, you know. Cool. And so um, it just worked out really well. It felt like a really natural fit. I got good feedback, and um, I saw God working, so positive things were happening. So it encouraged me to do more. That's awesome. So when I saw that the church had a, a Stephen ministry, which is our main care ministry here at the church, they had offered a class about eight years ago for the initial group. And at that time with the other job that I was working, I just did not have the opportunity nor the time to um, go through the training. Okay. So when year two came, uh, I, I was available. God provided opportunities and provide ways for me to be able to do that time-wise um, with kids and my other job. So I, I took advantage of it and got on board, loved it, um, enjoyed being a Stephen minister. And then a year later, I was asked to be a Stephen leader. Yeah. So then I went through the um, you know, the additional, I think it's like a hundred hours of training for that yeah. and then became a Stephen leader. And I've been doing that for six years. Do now. you have aspirations to do, uh, you said teaching the spiritual gift years. Do you have aspirations to do that from the stage during like the main services? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. At some point I Is do. I, I'd like to go ahead. You've talked to, to Brett about, and uh, I haven't, I haven't really put it out there quite yet. It's kind of in, in timing. I, I, I think, you know, I'm capable. I have no doubt mm-hmm. I'm capable. Um, I would like to have a little more um, the formal big, education. It'd be a big jump to go from yeah, I'd like to go to have, from kids ministry to hey, here's the weekend. It would, like, be yeah, especially jump. in a church of this size. Yeah. you know, I've led small groups, I've led classes, I've done trainings. Um, you know, 40, 50 people. Um, I have no problem with that. I have a problem speaking in front of people. I just, um, I think I'd like a little more formal education. And Brett mm-hmm. and I've talked about that a little bit, and I think that you know. He wants that under my belt also, yeah. I think, before turning me loose in front of the church, which I totally understand, right. totally respect. Turning me loose in front yeah. of the church. That's a good way yeah. to put that. So I think, dude, that, you know, I think that's that's coming, and that that's where that time frame is. Once I get my two older boys, Joey and Jordan, situated with their college experience, I'll go back. I'm really, I think I'm looking at a degree in, in biblical studies yeah. um, and then uh, possibly some Christian theology, you know, seminary and, and, and seminary. That's yeah, cool. taking, going through seminary. So, yeah, it's coming. It's coming. I have no doubt I'm capable. I have no doubt that's what God wants me to do. But at this time, I feel like he has me right where I need to be, and I'm learning. Yeah. And I'm learning. Well, not to mention yeah. over the last four or five months now with this, we're all learning some new oh, things, right? Oh, man. Having to, yeah, it's been very interesting. Having to learn how to do things it? a little differently than we're used to doing. Um, so you, like we said earlier, you're bivocational. A lot of people probably don't know what that means. What does that mean? So by, I have two jobs. Yeah, I have two jobs. So, um, I've always had multiple jobs in my life. That's just who I am. I, I'm not a sit home on my fanny kind of person. I'd like to move. I like to be active. I like to be productive. Right. So currently I work for a management company here in San property management company here in Santa Rosa. And my wife and I manage a property. Um, we have a beautiful condo that we live in front of the community. And, um, I have 33 tenants and, and a property that we manage and it's a wonderful community. And, um, you know, they're great people. I've been able to minister to a lot of them over the years. Um, I've been yeah, we to, say bivocational cause technically you're part-time here at the church and that's yeah. your other, other yeah. job, but you're in ministry in both places. Ministry both places. Because yeah. you're, you're, I've heard stories. You've come into to staff meeting and you've told me about stories with people that you're, you're in constant contact with. Because people, yeah. I mean, 
we've gotten to know the management at our apartment mm-hmm. complex just because it's like when you need something, that's who you talk to. You get to know them. You have conversations. Yeah. And it really can be, it can be such a almost almost like a better ministry because of the way you're able to minister in their lives for something that it's like the conversation's going to happen. Like you're going to talk to these people and you don't have to wait for them to come to church. No. And it's funny, Garrett, you're, it's so well said. God provides so many opportunities for him to mm-hmm. be conversed about with them. Yeah. Meaning my tenants, um, every, everyone there knows that, you know, that I do pastor work here at the church. Everyone knows that um, I'm on staff here at the church. I've had People in our throughout the years that we've invited to church have come become a part of our church. Um, I've had a few tenants, you know, who who have aged out and, and passed away and gone to be the Lord. I actually led one of them to Christ. That's amazing. So I, you know, it's God's really used me in that situation also. So it's not just about fixing their sink or making sure that their apartment's clean or making sure that the building's full. Uh, it's about the people. It's about serving God in that opportunity and about sharing His love with them when the opportunity is given. And He's provided the opportunity on right. many levels at many different times. So this is me just think uh, right now when you're talking about this and this being a ministry do you ever feel more pressure when it comes to these relationships because you're a Christian and they might then they know you're a Christian do you feel more pressure like you're under a microscope like if they see you in a bad moment it can have such a a a big impact right like I've thought about (laughs) this with coaching and stuff right or playing basketball that kind of thing if they see me in a bad moment they go wow you're a pastor geez dude I don't know what that says about about your God you know like that kind of conversation and I've had that happen before where I'm like I got to be a better witness I got to I have to reflect God's love better than what I'm doing yeah um, and I put more pressure on myself and ultimately I'm not going to be able not going to be I can't be Jesus you know yeah. like we're yeah. we are fallen we're sinners um, and so the pressure sometimes can be great because we know we can't be perfect. Yeah. What do you think about yeah. that? No it's a great question I've had instances in that you know where I you know I mean it's almost like you're in a fishbowl sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, and like I said, we live at the front of our community, um, but I have people that live close to us and there are times, I mean, I'm a dad and I have four children and I have to get loud sometimes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, you, you get angry or you, you say something that you want to take back and you can't, maybe a bad word comes out or, or whatever. And, um, you know, people hear that and, you know, but I also have to remember too, that I am a man. Uh, I am sinful. I am going to fall down at times and I am going to make mistakes at times and say the wrong thing. That's where grace comes what, in. That's where grace comes in. And what I try to do with those opportunities is be, apo- uh, you know, apologetic. If mm-hmm. I notice that somebody hears me, um, first and foremost to my kids for getting overly angry or sure, whatever yeah. it might be. But if I notice somebody walk by or if I get short with somebody, I'll go back and apologize and make it right and say, Hey, look, you know, I apologize if I was short with you. Um, I've had a tense day or whatever it that's might be. So or situation. You have to too. do that. I've had moments you know, where because I'm human, uh, I'm sure you've had these moments with your tenants um, and and people maybe in your family and friendships and stuff, where I have gone to somebody and apologized, and you almost see this like wall kind of came down. It goes a long way, and there's there and, and to your point too. Sometimes it takes a day or two. You have to have a cooling off period, and that's fine. And that's totally. I mean, that's fine. part of conflict management too, I think right? It is and huge. negotiating always when I counsel people, you know, don't be afraid to step away for a little bit. Pray about it. Seek the Lord in it. Um, take some time, you know, whatever it might be to cool down a little bit, because you're going to try to get into this and try to rectify it and make it right right now. And you're both heated. It's not going to happen. You're going to you be defensive some, totally, totally. on the attack. You're you not even going to listen like to the other yeah. person. You know, what and I mean? even if you are listening, it's crazy how much you can mishear somebody when you're mad. We've I mean, Caitlin and I have talked about that a lot Absolutely. where it's like she'll say, like, you just said this. And I'm like, 
I really didn't say that. No, and Sherry if, and I if do that's, that too. If, I mean, everybody does, right? You Absolutely. have miscommunication. That's, that's normal. But yeah. Um, so yeah, I was just thinking about ministry being outside of the church. You're working in ministry here at the church. You're working in ministry with your tenants. What about, let's talk about your family a little bit. Yeah. Go back to, actually, let's go back to the beginning. Where are you from? So I was born in San Francisco, South San Francisco in Daly City. Uh, lived there till we were well, till I was four, and we moved up to Nevada, California, about five days before I started kindergarten. I still remember the drive up there, and my mom telling me that, "Hey, you're going to be starting school." So, new house, new school, new life. So I started. How'd that feel as a five-year-old? You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. And I have a, you know, my I'm kid one of turns those, five in yeah. like a month and a half. So I'm trying to think, like, Dude, man, and I'm how one would of those, he be feeling about I'm that? I'm one of those kids. I remember back to being like three years old. So I just, that's just who I am, you know? And so, yeah, it was weird. It was weird. It was intimidating. New house, new community. Um, but I was, but the nice thing though, too, dude, as a kindergartner, I was like everybody else. Everybody else was coming to school new. So you can make, you can make friends quick when you're that age. Yeah. It's really, yeah. Yeah. yeah, It was fine. So yeah. It's still scary though. It doesn't make a difference. No, no, no. And and I think even as an adult, sometimes, you know, you all, sometimes being scared, a little bit scared is good now as an adult because it kind of feeds your fire a little bit, so to speak. It makes you work a little extra harder. It reminds you that, uh, you need to seek the Lord and remember Mm -hmm. that he's with you and you have nothing to be fearful about, right? Fear not for I'm with you. Yeah. So you were in Novato at five years old. Yeah. Did, were you there the rest of through high school? And I was, yeah. I, okay. I went to um, Lou Sutton Elementary School, uh, Sinaloa Middle School, and San Marin High School. Okay. So you are a local guy through and through. Yeah. That's cool. How many siblings do you have? I have four siblings or no, three siblings. Where I'm do sorry. you land? In the, I am the oldest. You're the oldest. Do you yeah. have, okay, this is interesting to me then because yeah. I would not have pegged you as the, the oldest child. Um, I don't know you super, super well, yeah. but I know you fairly okay. well, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would have pegged you. I would have thought you were a middle child. Oh, okay. Just because of your, you have compassion you're, or, a, or a youngest child because you're a goofball too. So, yeah. so that would have landed there uh, for my own just understanding of firstborn, secondborn. Yeah. So the oldest child, yeah. uh, what's your relationship with your younger siblings? How close are you? Wonderful. We're very close. Age? Oh, age-wise, um, we're all like three and a half. Okay. So Let's see. I'm 46. My brother Scott's 43, so three years. My brother Mark is 39, so three years. And then my sister and I are 12. Yeah, so f- like three and a half years between each of us. That's a huge I had gap. Had to think for a minute. That's yeah, a big I'm gap. 12 years older than my sister. That's okay. Yeah. Now your kids, you've got yeah. right now. How old are they? So I've got Joey's 17, Jordan's 15, and our twins are 10, almost 11. Okay, cool. So um, with your siblings, do you see a lot of resemblance in your four kids to your? three you and your three siblings yeah i do i do yeah oh joey you're like you're so much like your uncle or whatever (laughs) well being the oldest it's funny you ask that question garrett because oftentimes i'll call my 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 children my siblings names oh okay like my daughter once in a while i'll throw out a melissa that's my sister's name um, my brother, Mark, I'll call you're Jordan a name sometimes. user, huh? Yeah. I'm a y- name. user. I'm not. Yeah. I call everybody dude yeah. and man I'm a name and all that guy. kind of and stuff. I, and I do the dude and that kind of man too, but I'm a name user. Yeah. 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 That's funny. Yeah. I, I never really thought about that till just yeah, now because funny. Caitlin and I, we don't really use, <laughs> I do use her name. She's not a name user at all. Mm-hmm. Like she does not ever go, Hey Garrett. She's just like, she'll call me, hey, babe, you know, stuff like that, which is funny because my kids are then like, hey, babe, you know, like they copy or whatever. But it's funny to think of some people, they use names. Eve is that way. She always comes in. Hi, Garrett. How she are is. you? Yeah. And with me, if I walk in, I'm like, hey, man, how you doing? Yeah. What's up, dude? No, you know, that kind I of feel stuff. you. I feel you. Yeah. No, and I have, I, I do nicknames. My mom was a big nickname giver. We all had nicknames. So my kids all have nicknames. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. What kind of kid were you? 
Prote- oh, protective? Yeah, very protective. I was always the big kid. You know, I was always the big guy. Um, a little awkward when I was young, um, but I grew into myself in high school. Um, very compassionate. Really, I really, really cared about other kids. I always was the guy that um, would, uh, you know, try to be friends with the kid who was kind of the outsider. Okay. You know what I mean? I, I was really compassionate, um, competitive, you know, competitive with my grades. I really right. wanted to do well in school. Competitive um, with your siblings or was there too much of an age gap? No, I was never competitive with my siblings. I, I, you know, I, I knew I was the oldest and Mm -hmm. sometimes I use that to my advantage. And and as I got into teenage years, I wasn't always the nicest as the oldest, but we've, that's all been reconciled and we have, I have a wonderful relationship with all. It is really cool. Just as I have two siblings and just to see now my sister and I, we were close growing up because we're only, we're less than two years apart. So we were in high school together. Uh, just all that kind of stuff. My brother is four years older than me almost to the day. Mm-hmm. And so he was out of high school when I got into high school. We weren't that close when we were younger because I was kind of the annoying little brother. Sure, I get that. So when he went to college, he went down to Biola for his first year. And I remember him inviting me to come stay with him for a couple oh, days. Oh, that's cool. And it was huge for me. Yeah. Just like that was, it was a really cool feeling. So I stayed in his dorm room with him for two days. Very special. And it was, I felt like that was the change in our relationship. It was kind of like I went from being annoying little brother to friend. No, I get and that. And it changed yeah. our relationship completely. And my brother and I now were insanely close. And I can relate that very much to my sister and I because I was, you know, like I said, 12 when she was born. So as a teenager, she was the annoying little sister. Yep. Just annoying, loud, you know, and, and, and she was just being a kid. Um, but when she was married, I, I cried like a baby, like I was her second father. You know what I mean? When she, at her wedding and it was like, she was this beautiful princess and this woman and her and I are great friends. We Snapchat every day with each other and you know, all those kinds of things. So, so she's you, 12 years younger than you. Yeah. She's you're 40. I'm 46. So she's, uh, 30. she's my age. She's your age. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That's so weird to yeah. think just like yeah. the, the age difference. Cause you and I are not that far apart. No. No, that's so weird no, to me. Just not to say life, that I thought you were not. old. This sounds so rude to no, me. No, no, Doc. I thought you were an old man. I'm an old fart, you know? dude. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, that's just I don't funny. take that out. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. It's funny. Yeah, we'll it's leave good it stuff. in. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's really cool just to yeah. think of that. I didn't know your sister was that much younger. Yeah. Okay. You mentioned that you were competitive. So let's talk about sports. Yeah. You and I have had a lot of conversations about our our teams and stuff like that. Absolutely. But what sports did you play? Yeah. So. <laughs> My mother was like, you're playing sports because you're not going to get in trouble. So that's kind of how I, and that's how I kind of got introduced to it. My dad was a basketball player. My grandmother loved the Giants, the 49ers, the Warriors. I mean, she was like awesome. And so at a young age, the first sport I got signed up for was like kickball. So I played that. I played soccer. I played. uh, That was like an actual little league sport kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's basically what kickball is. It's baseball, but you kick the ball instead of throw the ball around. So I did that first. I was like five years old. Then I did peewee baseball, uh, coach pitch, t-ball, played soccer, started that very young, played soccer till I was 14, used soccer. I loved it. How did that work when you were growing so much? I would have been, I would have been. It was different. Well, I was, I played uh, fullback, which was a defender and I played goalie, which I loved. So I was like, you know, this big dude in the goal and I loved the ball coming at me. You weren't the ball handler. No, no, I wasn't. I was just too big for that. And were you pre-athletic? Yeah, I was very athletic, you know, for even for my size, I was an, you know, a big, like I said, big kid, but I was athletic. When did you grow the most? I grew the most um, between, I would say between seventh and eighth grade. Oh, me too. Yeah. I went, I I went into junior high at five, eight Yeah, and left junior high at six, three. Yeah. Yeah. When I was a, when I was a freshman, I was six foot one, two twenty. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I didn't so. have I didn't have the weight. <laughs> yeah. I was a twig. I yeah. was I was 160 pounds soaking wet. That's I, all right. It That's was, all right. There was nothing on. That's all right. So so um, yeah, soccer, and then I got into baseball. Played baseball um, till my second year of high school. I wrestled two years in high school. 
Um, never played basketball, did not play football. I loved baseball so much. Um, and then uh, you know, as my junior year, um, I, I started seeing what girls look like uh -huh. and I wanted to make some money because I wanted to be able to go out and do things with my friends. So I kind of pulled back from sports and got a part-time job. Cool. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so let's talk about the, what was your, in high school then, your varsity sports, what'd you play? I was a baseball player um, and then I did wrestling. Okay. Yeah. So you stuck with those two through high school? No, no, just for two years. That was it. And then I, then I bowed out, like I oh. said, got, got to work. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Sorry. No, no, no. I, I, I'm with you now. Oh, I understand cool. now. Yeah. So uh, after high school, what was your your story then? Yeah. So after high school, I went to um, college and ran for two years and, and um, completed uh, business administration with a specialty in accounting. Uh, while I was doing that, the, the part-time job that I worked in in retail was for Long's Drug Stores, which are no longer. I remember Long's. Yeah. So I was hired as a part-timer um, and I worked really hard. And so as I was going through junior college, they started fast tracking me for management. They saw that I had, you know, and you were doing studying business, right? Yeah, studying business. And they saw that I had, um, you know, skills in that and they were natural skills. And so they just, they kept moving me up. So I went through management, um, over the years, um, managed stores throughout uh, Sonoma and Marin County. And, um, that was kind of my career path. And that's where I thought I was going. You know, when I stepped away from that, um, they, they were talking to me about, you know, eventually going into the district office and possibly doing district managing and maybe moving to the general office. And it just, when my wife and I met, we got married, um, you know, that type of a lifestyle working 60 hours a week and moving from place to place, store to store, um, possibly going to the district office. And then you'd be out of town a lot because you'd be going to different areas in the country. Um, all of those types of things really um, were not conducive to a good marriage for us, yeah. for us. Some people, it works out great, not for Sherry and Everybody's I. Sherry different. and I need to have, be with each other. Yeah. We need to have time to be able to communicate. We're each other's best friends. God's put us in each other's lives to support us, yeah. to work through through each of us, for each other, for him. And that just was stifled by the job that I was in. So that's yeah. why I walked away from that. Well, that's a lot of wisdom for how old yeah. were you when that happened? I, when I walked away from that, I was 30. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, walking to. away from something, being with young kids then and stuff. Let's talk about your family now yeah. just because you, you brought up. So how did you and your wife meet? So Sherry and I met in high school. Um, Sherry dated my friend Kip, who him and I were friends through middle school and through high school. They were, um, they, they got together, I think when we were juniors in high school, Sherry was, Sherry and I are the same age, but Sherry was held back when she was younger. So she was, um, technically two years behind us. So she okay. was a freshman. We were juniors, okay. but we were all the same age. And so we met, we were just friends. We were part of a friend group. Um, they dated for like three years in high school and, um, I had gone, you know, on to junior college and she was in her senior year and my brother, Scott, who's my the, the youngest, the next youngest down from me, um, saw her at school one day and, um, I had heard her and, and her boyfriend had broken up and Scott said, Hey, Sherry, you know, hasn't heard from you in a while. Here's her phone number. She said, Hey, just give her a call. You guys can catch up. I said, Oh, that'd be great. Swoop love in. So I love to, right? So <laughs> call her up and, uh, 
hey, what are you doing tonight? You know, we went and saw a movie. We saw this movie, Dave, with Kevin Klein. You've told me this. Yeah. I thought and that was uh, the yeah. fact that you know that it was. Yeah. Oh, I, absolutely. That's the kind of memory that I'm like, dude, I'm so glad you remember that. Absolutely. I remember. I better remember like it. <laughs> well, Caitlin yeah. would be like, I don't know. I don't remember seeing that movie with you. And I'd yeah. be like, no, that was like the third movie we saw together. And she's like, how do you know that? And I'm like, I don't know. I know. Like I, know. I, I told Dave, you. Underrated Dave, movie. underrated movie. Underrated movie. movie. So we saw that. Then we went to Lions in Rohnert Park. Lions, dude. This yeah. <laughs> I love it because I yeah. I remember all these restaurants oh, yeah, like Longs dude. Longs Absolutely. the store, Lions the restaurant, Dave the movie. Back I in love the day, it, baby. And uh, this was 1993, and um, we sat there and we talked till like three in the morning. That's so cool. And I drove home. She drove home. And then the next day we saw each other, and it just that's been it. I mean, it's just been amazing. How long yeah. did you date before you proposed? Oh, we dated for. She wanted me to propose a lot earlier than I did. We dated for about three years before okay. I proposed. And so yeah. you were you were eight, 18, 19? We were nineteen when we got together. So I proposed when we were about twenty three, and we okay. got married at twenty five. Cool. Right on. Yeah. So you had already gotten into your um your business yeah. with longs yeah. and everything. Oh yeah, I was okay. rolling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. So now. You shared this story with us yeah. about you and your, your twins. You have four kids. Four kids. So if I remember this right, you shared a story with us. I just wanted to ask you, it was very meaningful for you guys to have twins, correct? Yeah. we yeah. Like so, it would be meaningful for anybody, yeah. but you have a very specific I do, story. Do you I mind do. sharing it? No, no. I, I have two kids' stories if you, if you have the time. Of course. So Sherry and I, when we, when we were married, the, the thing we wanted most was to have a family. Mm-hmm. And um, so, like I said, we were married at 25 and we really, you know, wanted to have kids fairly soon after we were married. Um, It took us about four years to have Joey. Um, We prayed. We got angry with God. We stepped away from church. We just, you know, got bitter, almost split up. It was a hurdle. Hurdle for me because I was the one that had the medical issue involved in it. Um, and so it just, it was really challenging. Um, you know, through time though, um, God provided a beautiful son. Um, you know, we had some medical intervention to have Joey and we were just blessed by just a beautiful young man. Uh, just a beautiful little boy. Love him to death. If you guys don't know Joey, by the way, Joey has a, and this is coming from now I have young kids. I don't have teenagers. I've told you this before. It's so cool to see what you how you raised that kid because oh, thank you. He's not to say your other kids aren't great, but oh. <laughs> Joey specifically, just because I've been around him the most, yeah. he serves almost more than anybody I've seen on campus. He's here all the time, serving, serves in the kids ministry at uh, Adventure Week. He's always up on the stage with the dance team. He's always got a smile. He's excited to be here. Um, and then like there's, he works at Chick-fil-A now, right? Yeah. So, and there's, yeah. I even heard a story yeah. of him working at Chick-fil-A, just how hard he works. And yeah, it's really cool to see the kind of kid he's turned out to be. Now I haven't known you guys that long, but he was, you know, he had the really long yeah. hair when I first yeah. got here yeah. and, yeah. and he was just this goofy little 13 year old kid, yeah. I think. Right now yeah. it's just watching him grow up. It's really cool. So yeah, God's got big plans. He's feeling called to ministry. He's going to, yeah. he's going to pursue seminary and all of that. So yeah. we're proud of him. God's, God's done some amazing things um, in our life because of him. Yeah. He, I mean, having him and being blessed with being able to have kids after we were told we couldn't is, is the impetus for me becoming a, yeah. a children's pastor. Um, I just felt like, you know, God's really blessed us with what we felt he wanted us to have it yeah. in his time. And now, you know, it's like laid a foundation for me to go out there and pursue children for him, you know? So, yeah. So we had Joey, we had Jordan, we had the twins, no medical intervention, but between Jordan and the twins, we had, my wife had a couple of miscarriages. And, um, so when we were 
found out we were pregnant again, we went to an ultrasound because Sherry had C-sections with, sorry, babe, I'm getting personal, but sorry, Sherry had C-sections with both Joey and Jordan. So, you know, when you're, this is your third pregnancy, they want to, they, as soon as you know you're pregnant, you got a C-section and they got an ultrasound the whole way through. Yeah. So we go in and um, both the boys, Joey and Jordan knew that mom had, had lost one of, you know, I, I think she had, excuse me, she had a miscarriage before Jordan and one before the twins. Okay. And so the one before the twins, um, the, the, the older boys knew about. And so when we go there and the, the gal puts the ultrasound on Sherry's belly, I knew right away what was going on because I've, I've read ultrasounds before. I've had some medical experience in my background also. And um, I saw two heartbeats. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, we have two babies, right? And, and Sherry's like, what's going on? What's going on? And I'm looking at the, the, uh, the radiologist and she's smiling at me. I'm going, well, you better tell my wife she's got two babies coming. And she's laughing and laughing. Oh my gosh. And Joey looks at us and goes, wow, God is so good. The one baby that he took up to heaven, we get a bonus baby. That's back. so crazy. How old was Joey when Joey he said was, that? Uh, so Joey was, let's see, there's seven like six years old. Oh my gosh. God gave us, God gave us a blessing back because he, one wasn't supposed to be with us. He was supposed to go with God. And so now we have two again. Yeah. It was, dude, it was just, that's so cool. Just precious. I so, would have just teared up. If so I that did. was a, that, that's, that's that story. And, and it was very special. Right yeah. now, becoming a parent, obviously it's a huge change. I noticed a little change into myself in my relationship with God. What about your experience with very that? So you had so. actually just a minute ago, you mentioned that the, the five years prior to, or four years, you said you were trying um, with Joey prior to that, that you had some bitterness and stuff. So how did it affect your relationship with God once you became a parent? Um, you know, it changed my life. Yeah, changed my life. Um, seeing my son being born changed my life. I It confirmed everything that I already did know about there being a God yeah. and, and how much he loves me and what he did for me. And... Um, Sorry, I'm getting a little You're emotional. Fine. You're um, fine. It's an amazing feeling. I think I mean, what when, I think the the thing that the thing I think what what I feel most about being a parent is it gives you a glimpse into how God loves us. Uh-huh. Meaning, He was willing to give His Son up yeah. for us. He was willing to give up His Son part Himself for us. And I look at my children and I go, you know what? There's, I would do that for my children. And um. That's just a glimpse in, 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 his, in his loving capacity. Yeah. I, I have no, I, there's no way I could ever compare to how God loves all of us, all of his children. But I can relate to it some ways, in some ways, by how much I, you do for anything your for your child. Even if your child is a complete screw up and turns their back on you, you still love them. Yep. And your door and we, is we always do that open over and over for them. to God. Over and over and to the, God. And then the other way and to look at that. He's always there waiting for us to come back. Yes. With open arms. And the other way to look at that is, I can't believe God loved me so much that he gave up his son because I would never give up my son. No. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, like that absolutely. first moment that was when my son. my next thing I was going to say. I would When my never. son's laying on, you know, they do oh. all the all the tests and stuff right at first to make sure he's healthy. And he's laying on that. And like, he holds your finger. Yeah. They're tiny. You're just like. It, it changes your world. And any parents out there that listen to this, you know exactly what we're talking about. If you're not a parent yet, it. I remember when that happened, my dad was standing not too far away. Yeah. Um, maybe not like right at the first time, like the first moment, but he came in not too long after. And I just looked at him. I said, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I now. did the same like, thing with my dad. The way the way that you've told me in, in the past, just how much you love me, like I've never really understood it until now my son laying here and mm. like holding 
holding my finger mm-hmm. and me just being like, I can't believe this feeling. It's nope. crazy. It really is. It's life-changing. And what you said is so true, Garrett. It is very life-changing. And I would give up my life for my kids in a day, but there is no way I would give up them for somebody else. And to I, know that my God did that for me. Crazy. Crazy. Crazy, crazy love. Crazy yep. love. That's when it's just like, I yeah. can't, that's, that's, that's a miracle. I and can't that, believe. And that, that, and that, and, and when you think about that and in those moments that, that just, you just, God's love is just, it, it's so reckless and so amazing and so um, just special and just no one can love us the way that he does. Yeah. We can't comprehend it. Can't comprehend it. You, so you cool. can't wrap your head around it. And to, and it's revealed through your relationship with your children. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really think that's a great question. Great point. I, th- I mean, that's yeah. Caitlin and I talk about all the time, like God, the way that he created us, we talk about the purpose that he had for every little thing that, oh, that's going on. Depth. And it's insane. I mean, God's not boring, right? He's no. very, he's insanely creative, insanely creative. And it's dude. so and cool the depth to see of that. Him is just, it's, it's unfathomable. It is. Yeah. Now with my kids, I've seen Maverick looks so much like Maverick is my older son. Yeah. He looks so much like Caitlin. Yeah. And he acts so much like her. And then, <laughs> and it was yeah. not that, uh, not that I was like ever bummed out about that, but he definitely like looks and acts like Caitlin. Right. Yeah. But now my second son is my clone. Oh, sure. And like, I pulled out some pictures of me when I'm like two years old and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's, this is, this could just be, I could just put this up and people would be like, oh, Kyson's so cute. Yep. You know, I'm like, no, it's me. Yep. <laughs> looks just like me, acts just like me. So uh, with four kids, now we only have two. So yeah. one's like her, one's like me. Yeah. With four kids, have you seen any of them that are exactly like you or is it kind of just a mix? Like you see, I mean, obviously it's a mix. Great but question, great question. Joey, I would say 90% my older son is like my wife and 90% my younger son is like me. Yeah, when it comes to looks, Joey's more like my wife. When it comes to um, other aspects, he's a very good mix of the two of us. Okay. Jordan looks like me and is very much acts like me. Okay. But he's like Sherry in some ways. Too. I know. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard um, question. Justin, Justin's just, he's his own little dude. Yeah. You know, he's his own little dude and, um, looks, he's a good mix and, and emotional wise, he's very much a mix as well. Yeah. My daughter, um, I just love my princess. She's um, Jillian's amazing. Um, she's very much like Sherry in a lot of ways. I feel yeah. a little bad for whichever boy dates yeah. her first oh, because the older man. brothers, the twin yeah. brother yeah. and the dad, oh, I, yeah. a little bit like, and she's strong in her own right too. That girl's tough. But yeah. that little kid, when he's going to, he's going to show up to pick her up for a date oh, or something. Oh, Sorry, man. I'm going to make you mad. You're like, no, never, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. show up for a date and the brothers. I mean, obviously you guys are all such loving people. You're not, you'd never be mean to a kid, no. but just. But that's your little princess. That's your You're little gonna... princess. And the boys all love her and respect her and treat her as such. Too. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's really cool, cool too. Um, so I was thinking about this earlier also just with the the dynamic with kids, but twins. We Now, Caitlin's mom is a twin. Yeah. But we don't have – I've never – I never grew up with twins anywhere in my family. I've had some friends that are twins. But what's the – have you seen a difference between the way that they get along versus the way that your older two kids get along sure. being a few years apart? Yeah, so Joey and Jordan were two years apart. So it's almost, for me, and Sherry might disagree, I think she'll agree with me, though. It's almost like we've had two sets of kids in yeah. some ways. Because Joey and Jordan were two years apart, and then we had, like, this four-year period, and then we have the twins. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so it's like I got the older kids, the younger kids. But now that the younger kids are kind of, like, becoming the older kids, too, which is cool. Now, as far as twins go, the dynamic's really interesting. They're each other's best friends, but they can be each other's hardest critics, too. It's almost like they're a little married couple sometimes. Yeah. You know, they'll banter back and forth and nitpick. And um, 
but they love each other. They'd go to the bat for each other ever since they were little, and they still say the same thing. Who's your best friend? They'll point to each other. Um, seeing little innuent, little things like, you know, that you hear about, like they'll finish each other's sentence once in a while or, you know, just different things, you know, and, and they're their biggest, they're each other's biggest fans, which is awesome. Um, and they have a really good relationship, but it's definitely a different relationship than Joey and Jordan. Joey and Jordan over the years are very close. There's been some competitiveness. I don't really, we don't see that a lot. And sometimes you hear that with twins, but we haven't really noticed that with our twins, possibly because they're one's a boy, one's a girl too. Mm -hmm. So they're a little different yeah. just in that way. So, um, yeah, it, it's cool though. It's definitely different. It's, it's hard, to, be a special it's hard bond to explain there. exactly what it is, but there's a very special bond there and you can see it. It's very apparent. Yeah. 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 I told Caitlin before, I'm like, I kind of wish we would have twins. It's like, fun. That'd be cool if we had twins. Yeah, it's fun. Even though I know lots of challenges, I'm sure. Oh, uh, especially in the first days trying to it is. two babies instead of one. It, it was it? interesting. Yeah. When, uh, so my great, my grand, my grandmother was a twin and within her family, I think they had 12 kids and there were three sets of oh twins within that family. So she was one set and there were two other sets within wow. the family. Yeah. So it, it, it's in my family bloodline. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm that's, not sure how that works. Those but, you know, odds. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Let's talk about your testimony a little bit. So yeah. did you grow up in church? So I grew up in the Catholic church. So yes, I did grow up in the church, um, Catholic church. And ever since I could remember, um, you know, we grew up in the Catholic church. So yeah. Okay. So tell me what, what was the transition there now? Yeah. Catholicism has differences between Very much the, so. the way that your faith is now, yeah. but there's also a lot of a lot overlapping of things. Yeah, a lot yeah. Of so what's the difference but that you've noticed from when you were yeah, great question. growing up in that church? So the biggest difference is, and, and this is just to me specifically, you know, I don't want to speak for other people, um, but I, what, what the biggest struggle that I had was, see, I felt, okay, so I would sit in church as a kid, I mean, six, seven years old, and I felt I had a personal relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. uh, I felt him call me. I felt that I needed to be in constant prayer with him, communication. I understood that he went to the cross for me. I understood he resurrected to show the power over my sin. I understood that when I put my trust in him, the Holy Spirit comes and dwells in me. Um, I understood the gospel at a young age. Um, I understood that I didn't have to do anything. It was all him at a young age. But what I was hearing from the front was a little different than that. And so that was always a struggle for me. Um, in church, we would go through, you know, Old Testament, New Testament, and the gospel, and the, the, the priest would give what's called a homily, which is basically his message relating to the gospel. And, um, you know, definitely um, gospel-centered, but with additions. So there was always, you know, the church says this, the church says that. So not just scripture says this, it's scripture and the church says this. Or scripture says this, the church, but the church says this. Mm -hmm. So I think the biggest draw for me with that was is I felt that I was saved, but I had to continually work to keep my salvation. Okay. And we know that's not true. When we did know. that change for you? That changed for me um, probably, I would say... I really understood. I, I I never really believed that, but it was confirmed for me right after Sherry and I got married. Okay. So yeah, I grew up in the church, uh, Catholic church. My parents served in the Catholic church. Um, it was a part of our lives. We went every Sunday. I went to catechism, which was like Sunday school every week. You know, I learned all the Bible stories, just like we teach them now. Um, but then there was always, and the church has this going on. The church says this, the church this, not just, okay, this is God's word. We follow this. It's God's word and, mm -hmm. and we know that it's God's word plus nothing else. That's mm -hmm. just the way it is, right? 
Um, so I had a hard time with that because I'm like, you're, well, the scripture's telling me this, and this is God's word, but you're saying this. Yeah. So Sherry and I, when we, we got married in the Catholic Church in 1999, and about a year after that, we kind of walked away from it because it just wasn't feeling good. It just okay. wasn't what it was supposed to be. And we, knew, we, we saw the difference um, through a church up in Cottonwood called Bowman Community Church, which Sherry's grandmother was going to. And so we would go visit her grandparents, and, and on the, the weekends that we were there, we would go check that church out. You know, Southern Baptist, very Bible-based, very similar to what we do here, a lot smaller. Yeah. Uh, her father actually currently is the worship pastor oh, there. Cool. It's about a 100-people church. Um, their pastor, Mark Lugg, has been there since we've been going. Wonderful pastor, just great theologian, really explains the gospel well. So we heard the truth when we got in there, and we go, this is it. This is, where, this is the truth. This is what I've always believed as a kid. And it's being confirmed here. So in that moment, I would say 26, 27, we both came to Christ fully in that That's moment. That's cool. Yeah, That's and really, really cool. understood, okay, everything that, that I felt and everything that Sherry was feeling is the Holy Spirit. And we were saved, but we didn't really realize it. And so I don't know how to explain it. It's hard. It was more of a process. I can't tell you exactly you one moment. You just didn't moment. fully understand just it didn't yet. fully understand it. That's exactly it. And that's how I explain it to people. Yeah. And um, in that moment, it's like, okay, that confirmed everything. And that just opened us up to go and just dive in fully. Yeah. We Small cool. groups. We studied. Um, you know, And then we were invited here in 2008 and so we did a lot of our own. We we couldn't we we did a little church shopping here in Santa Rosa. Really didn't find any place for about three or four years. Kind of floated around, but um, continued our relationship with God on our own. And so 2008, that was prior to us being on this campus. Prior then. to us being on this campus, we were still meeting at Luther Burbank Center. And, and that so, was all. I think was 2008 when this campus was purchased. Is that oh, gosh, right? No, because we be, they had we did some outdoor events here. I don't remember exactly when this. You'd have to ask Brett to confirm okay. that. Yeah, yeah. I know we... Well, it was a long process. Yeah, it was I a long process. And lot, we moved but. in here in 2010, Easter of 2010. Um, any, which, any which way. So we were, we were coming, we were invited here, and Sherry hadn't been involved in the church, in, in the Catholic church, as nearly as long as I did. She, she went through the Catholic, you know, catechisms and all of that prior to us getting married. Right. So she really wasn't raised in the church. She'd visited churches and went to church with friends and had her own relationship with God, but she wasn't a Christian and really didn't have that background at all. Um, and so for me to go to a different church was like something really, really could have been damning to me from my mm. family and friends because in the Catholic church, if you don't go to Catholic church, you're not a Catholic, you're not going to heaven. Right. That's kind of what the way we felt. So wrong, so backwards. And even if that's not what their message is, that's what I, that's how we that's feel. That's what you were feeling. Yeah. Again, like I don't, everybody feels differently and everybody experiences their walk in a different way, but that's how I felt. So to come to a different church full time, I could go visit grandma's church and I could develop my relationship with God as a Christian, but to go and start practicing really, and I'm not really a Christian if I'm not really practicing it. You know what I mean? Was full, this the first place you really felt like this was yeah, your church home? Yeah. Yeah. That's and cool. so, yeah. And so that's so important. And a lot of people don't yeah. realize that because it's a lot of, there's a lot of that, especially my generation. A yeah. lot of my friends, um, they kind of church hop yeah. and I'm glad they're in church, Yeah, but that you, it's so important to have a church. Home, it is. It have is. Have a place that you yeah. call home for your church. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And when we came and I heard Brett, I heard the music playing and I heard Brett preaching, 
I was like, this is it. Yeah. You know, this is it. And when I f- was first called on staff, I was blessed to be able to give my testimony in front of the church at all the services. And it was just, uh, I just kind of shared what I just shared with you. It's just, this felt like home and this yeah. is where God wanted me to be, wanted my family to be and really confirmed everything that he has done in my life throughout every situation I've been involved in from a child and really confirmed that he is my Lord and savior. Yeah. And all of those little building blocks and all of those experiences and all of those trials and tribulations and triumphs have gone into who I am now. Mm-hmm. You shared you know? some of the stuff as challenges when you were younger, just not quite understanding everything. Once you had that moment where you completely understood yes. everything, you had the full understanding, what was the biggest challenge in your life after that? The biggest challenge in my life was to be able to um, be confident enough to share okay. with others, my family. Most importantly, yeah. you know, my immediate family, my parents, they've come to Christ. And did your relationship um, change with them when you had that change? Because if yeah. you grew up in the Catholic Church, yeah. I'm assuming your your yeah. family, a lot of your yeah. family is Catholic. Then. Yeah, it took a long while for them to understand first, oh, you're joining a cult. You're doing this. You're mm-hmm. doing that. Yeah, you're going to yeah. be like Benny Hinn. You know, and I'm like, no, it's not like that. You know, this is, this is we're going scripture. We're going directly out of what the Bible says, as we should. Yeah. I mean, the Bible tells us over and over again, the same Bible, you know, we've been learning for years is telling us this, but because the church, the Catholic church says this, we have to believe it this way. And mm-hmm. I go, that's, that's not, that's so counter to what Paul talks about. So it's so counter to what scripture says, you know, yeah. and it's like, there's, there is nothing else. Nothing can be added to this, right? It says at the end, no one needs to add to this at the end of revelation. You know, it's, this is the word of God. It's done. It's finished, you know? And um, so it took a while, it took a while, but my parents through some major, they've had, they had some falling down in their lives and some experiences that they've struggled with. As we all do. As we all do. And we invited them to church. And finally, one day they came and started coming and coming and they're part of the singers group now. This has been about 10 years now. Um, and they've both really fully come to Christ. So I've probably met your parents, right? Oh, a few times. Yeah. And then I just didn't realize they yeah. were your parents. Yeah, that's okay. Your... Oh, there's a ton of people coming But at here. some yeah. point, remind me, when you're, when you're with them at church and you see I will. me, uh, I will. introduce me again. I will. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah. I'm I, I'm assuming that a lot of really cool conversations have been able to happen Wonderful. now within your family. Wonderful. And, and I have siblings that, you know, all of my siblings, uh, you know, have some relationship with the Lord, uh, you know, um, and that's a touchy subject. It's hard to, um, they, every, they have their own walk. All I can do is, is share with them the truth. All I can do is live by example and love on them and pray for them. Um, you know, I've tried forcefully a few times to really evangelize to them and that that's been hard. It's like hitting a wall sometimes to a couple of them. Um, but you know, they are very great. They're very encouraging for what we do. They're very encouraging to me. Um, and so all I can do is continue to share, continue to invite and pray that they come someday and pray that they, um, you know, um, our, our, our you know, pray that they're called and, and pray that they, they respond. You know, I, that, that's all you can do. You know, I, I've learned in ministry and I've learned, this is a big lesson for me. You're asking what's the biggest challenge in ministry is I can't save somebody else as much as I want to. Uh, I can't, and God has to do the saving. In Stephen ministry, we have a thing when in our caring re, uh, relationships that, we're the caregiver, God's the caregiver, right? And if you annotate that to the gospel, or we give the message, God changes the heart. Mm-hmm. And so I have to remember that. I yeah. give the message, God changes the heart. Yeah. You know? I remember, yeah. I think I think it was, I mean, I think it's Billy Graham that says, um, you get the people here and then, bi- then 
Billy goes fishing. Yep. And then God reels him in. God reels him in. Yeah. It's so true, dude. It's I don't know so if I, I yeah. could be wrong on how that statement goes, but I mean, you get the idea, you know, because those revivals that Billy Graham would speak, speak yeah. at, the thousands and thousands of people that no, would come it's to true. Christ. It's true. And yeah, that's a really cool and I'm, image. I, and I'm grateful for Brett. Brett's example is, is our lead pastor because he's always been about sharing the gospel and yeah. understanding that the gospel needs to be given in every message. Uh, the gospel needs to be shared constantly. And he under, you know, he's really been a good mentor to me in that way and understanding the fact that I can't change somebody's heart. Yeah. All yeah. I can do is share that message and pray that through that, God will change their heart. Yeah. So, Brett, if you do listen to this one, um, the compliment to you just came up naturally. This The joke has become because every time we do a podcast, yeah. Brett gets complimented well, in some way. Well, I mean, he's been a wonderful mentor. It's really not a, a joke, job. though. No, it's, it's not. not a joke. Like, the, no. the, reason that, the reason that we all naturally, we all yeah. just, we respect him, we appreciate yeah. him, we're grateful for him is because of his leadership. It's it is. Like, it's a natural thing. It's not yeah, like we're no. in here being like, oh, we need to make sure Brett no. hears how great no, he is. No, that just came out. We legitimately are, that's, it comes up so naturally, and it just speaks I've, so much to his leadership. And, yeah. and uh, I mean, obviously, we would never uh, try to tell anybody that Brett's perfect, but as a, as a pastor and as a leader, I can't say enough good things about, like, what, no. he, what he is as a, as a Christian man. It's really I'll, great. I'll tell you, I've worked with thousands of people in my life at different jobs. I've managed and worked and been in charge of lots of people in my in over the years. I've never worked alongside someone who is so true to what he believes and so true to what God has called him to do. And and it's a compliment to him and it's a it's a definitely a um uh, an honest and a reverence to God and the work that he does through the man. Right. And I'm just grateful to be uh, part of his church, to yeah. be call him a brother in Christ. And I'm just very grateful for um, his discernment in allowing us as a staff to be able to use our gifts and not stifle us and allow God to work through us and not be controlling. It's mm. just he really has that balance. And I know that comes from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So, but it, it's a beautiful thing, and I'm very grateful to be able to serve alongside of him. Yeah, and obviously yeah. a big part of this is also Eve is such a oh yeah an amazing Goes person. Also, saying, and, yeah, all and, of you guys, I I've never been involved in such an amazing uh, with a, such an amazing group of people, and the 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 I know that the Holy Spirit's alive and well and working through us because the vision is so complementary among all of us. It's such a, a focused vision on what needs to be done, and and basically it comes down to sharing the gospel. Yes. You know, it's yeah. beautiful. And, and that's the other thing, like Brett's passion for sharing the gospel yeah. is so... Garrett, I mean, John, it, yeah. It's so contagious Kiki. to us. We're all just yeah. like, we sit oh. around staff meeting and we all just are like, we just want people to know Jesus, you oh. know, that stuff. Yeah. It's really great. Um, So can you pinpoint times in your life when your faith was tested? You've kind of talked about a few of oh, these, yeah. but um, some specific points where your faith was tested and and it caused your faith to grow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, having the, ch- and having the, the struggle with, with having our son was a huge one. Okay. That was huge. Um, my faith was tested. Uh, yeah, I've had family members who have really fallen down. Right. And I've had to kind of step in and, and, and take over for them in, in positions within the family that, um, you know, I shouldn't have had to, um, but I did because they fell down. And I'm not going to get too specific in that, but my faith was tested in that moment. My faith was tested in the fact that everything that things that I thought were one way were the opposite. Right. And so there's definitely a, a, a test there in trusting God and um, seeing where God's working. Um, but 
you know, throughout each of those situations, you come out the other side really stronger in, in, in understanding how God works and seeing God change that person that fell down and pick that person up. And through that experience, they've come to know the Lord. So that just reemphasizes for me and what we're doing here is, as in ministry, sharing the gospel, sharing our experiences and how God's worked in our lives uh, really bears fruit. But, and to see it in someone else's lives, it strengthens your faith. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, we've had, we've had, you know, health challenges. We've had um, challenges where people have, you know, broken the law in my family, um, just different things, you know, relationships coming to an end. Um, all of those things without getting super specific. But yes, throughout each trial, um, God works. And throughout each trial, you come out stronger. I mean, I struggle with anxiety. I've struggled with anxiety for years, social anxiety, um, you know, where I'll manufacture things up in my mind. and, and Like all. about what people Just are saying people about you or something? People are saying uh, being inadequate, yeah. being not capable um, when I am capable. Um, just, you know, different things and, and, and anxious, um, anxious about, you know, just life, you know, anxious about, you know, pressures of life, being able to say the right thing, look the right way. You know, I've struggled with that my whole life. Um, but through those struggles, I've learned to, you know, rely less on myself and less on what the world says and focus on what the Lord says in scripture and really listen to his spirit, really seek him for wisdom, seek him for strength, and ask him for help when I need it. And he always will put someone in my yeah. life to kind of guide me through that, navigate that to the point now where I've become that person for a lot of people. Yeah, which is so, another reason why So that's why community, a growth right there, too. Yeah, you know? community yeah. is so important yeah. for that. Yeah. Do you have any, did you have or do you have any mentors in your life, in your relationship with God? And with my relationship with God, um, yeah, I, I, I would say there's been a few. Um, my dad's one of them. Um, you know, he's he's he, like anybody else. He's a, he's he's a man that's made mistakes, but he's always um, instilled him him and my mother both have always instilled the fact that you know the Lord loves me, went to the cross for me, died for me, forgives me, and when I put my trust in Him, I am going to be you know He's going to prepare a place place for me. So. Um, yeah, they've always been a solid foundation. My parents are very, you know, not only with the Lord, but just, you know, share, you know, we're called to what? Love God and love others. And they've been a really, you know, that's Jesus's, you know, commandments. And that's really what they've really instilled in us as kids, you know, um, and for me. Um, yeah, there was a uh, one of the priests when I was a kid, Father um, Healy, Irish gentleman at uh, um, Our Lady of Loretto Church, was a great mentor to me as a young man. Um, I served under him as an altar boy, helping him out. He was a very kind man, loved the Lord, um, always would point to God when things would happen, whether good or bad, and seeing the lesson in that. So that was pretty awesome. Um, and then Brett's been, a, Brett's been a strong mentor for me also, you know. Um, and then I just, you know, I, I have a really strong walk with the Lord in my own self, you know, and just my own time with him. I'm a, I can be a pretty cerebral kind of guy, a pretty private guy at times, and I like quiet time. So I just enjoy spending time with him. You that know, recharges you. His word. Yeah. So I would say the Apostle Paul has been a mentor to me in a lot of ways, you know, reading through his, his letters and epistles and things like that. Um, I, you know, David's been a mentor to me reading through his Psalms. So yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I want to ask a few get to know you questions, sort yeah. of rapid fire, yeah. just uh, sure. for some other things people can get to know you. There's, there's some pointless things here, but some, uh, 
some good things to that I like. I like pointless facts Sounds about good, people. Man. I'm looking forward to um, it. They're not pointless to me. So uh, we talked about your hobbies when you were younger. What are yeah. some hobbies that you have now? Okay, so I love listening to music, all kinds of music. I'm a classic rock fan. I don't know if you know this, but I also like music. Yeah. Do you like music, Garrett? Really? Tell me about the music that you like. Have you ever written a song? Have you ever sung in front of a group, Garrett? You know, uh, let's start talking about me now, everybody. Uh, No, just kidding. No, I love music. I I can't play. Uh, I sing okay. I'm not trying out for the worship team. I know my gifts. It's not one of them. But I love music. I love, you know, uh, classic rock. Really love all the all of the beautiful Christian music Credence. that's out there. Yeah, oh yeah. Is Credence Absolutely. one of your one of your bands? I Absolutely. can see you like Credence. Credence, Boston, all that all that old yeah, stuff. That's yeah, that's cool. Um, and I enjoy um, I'm a Transformers collector. Oh, cool. Yeah, I have been since a kid, and I still enjoy them. So uh, I have Enough a, to watch the Michael Bay movies? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Are uh, they uh, enjoyable for a tra- uh, I knew nothing about Transformers. They're, they're okay. So. They're okay. They're I mean, just, they're just yeah, explosions they're okay. and stuff, right? I like the toys, though. Yeah. That's I, cool. I still, I mean, I have a just probably one of the best collections around. You'd be surprised. That's, that's cool. So that's a little insight into me. Um, and I love just, I like to camp. I love going, I love to walk. I walk a lot. I uh, love being outdoors. Um, enjoy swimming in open water. I'm a lake and river kind of guy. Dig that kind of stuff. Love to cook. I love to cook for my family. Tonight I'm going to smoke a beautiful tri-tip. Nice. Yeah, so those are some of my hobbies now. Cool. Yeah. Right on. Okay, we talked about sports teams also a little bit, so I know you're a Warriors fan. Oh, yeah. You're a Bay Area sports fan, Warriors, Giants, 49ers. Is there anything, any other fandom that you have outside of Bay Area? Um... Not particularly. No. I have such weird allegiances yeah, in yeah. my sports fandom. That's why I ask that. No, I get I get that. I, I totally get that. I mean, for a while there, I was a big John Elway fan. You know, back in the day, I just thought he was great. I mean, he, he the guy, there was a, what was it? There was a, a quote, he could throw a cherry through a, a locomotive. Oh, yeah. You know, I just thought it was great. I just loved his arm, and I just thought he was the coolest thing. So there was about a five- or six-year stint there where I was a John Elway fan. I was still a Niner fan, first and foremost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when he played Montana, I wanted Montana to kick him of course. in the behind. But um, it was still fun. To, he was enjoyable. What's, yeah. your, what's your coolest memory with sports? Maybe coolest, whether it was your yeah. own or something oh. you saw. You know, yeah, I mean, I, I love the first home run when I hit my first home run. That was Good great. Feeling. Um, great feeling. Love it when we win the champion, city championship. That was awesome. In little league, um, actually, we we won our league. We came in second in the city championship to the so we were the national league. We came in second to the American league, and then in the county championship, we came in second against them again. But okay. that was still a fun experience. Um, but I think for me, going to see the Giants play with my grandmother mm. was awesome. I remember we went to a Cardinals game. I can't remember the year, but Ernie Riles hit the ten thousandth. I think it was the ten thousand, either the ten thousandth home run, or it had to have been the ten thousandth home run for the Giants. Oh, cool! And she was at that game with me, and that was the last game we got to see with her. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's a good. So memory. that was a good memory. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. So I, and then I was at the last game, the last Giants game at Candlestick, also, which was cool. That's cool. And that's really one cool. more. Sorry, no. you keep asking me. I was blessed uh, a couple years ago to go in a, to an uh, NBA Finals Game Five. Yes, and that was an awesome. That's thing what I was going to ask my friend you about Ron, that. who who blessed me with a ticket, which was really sweet. So yeah, that that's was awesome too. That's yeah. I've never been to a championship game no, of any sort. Neither but, have I. Um, I've had. I got to be. Well, I guess I sh- I, I was because I went to the NLCS against the Cardinals oh, game that's seven cool. when it was yeah. pouring down rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My brother called me that morning. The Marco He's Scudero? Like, yep. Yeah, that's cool. Um, we were we were right under the awning, so we didn't oh, get wet, sweet. which is good. But he called me that morning. He's like, hey, 
get to San Francisco. I bought you and dad tickets. Oh. And I was like, dude, I don't have money for that. He's like, no, no, no. I bought you the Isn't ticket. Isn't that wonderful? Don't ask me how, what, how much it was, but we're going. That's what Ron so, did for me, too. I'm yeah. like, dude, I don't have that kind of money. He goes, hey, dude, I, you're, you've got four kids. I'm, I'm married. I got just me and my wife. I want to bless you. That's cool. Yeah, it's so cool. Do you have a favorite author or a favorite book? Favorite book? I, the Bible. Um, but I do, uh, I like a lot of, um, gosh, you know, I like all sorts of different things. Okay. Um, not really. I don't really have a favorite author. Okay. You know, all sorts of different things. What about your yeah. favorite kind of food? Favorite kind of food would be pizza. Okay. Yeah. That's an easy one, huh? Yeah. I like a lot of different, yeah, I'm still trying to think about the author. Not really. It's, I like to read so many different things. So, yeah. yeah. What about a favorite vacation spot or a dream vacation spot? Oh, my favorite spot in the world is Disneyland. Okay. So I, I love I'm with Disneyland. you on that one. Yeah, Disneyland's my favorite spot. Although I was just sharing with Garrett and the rest of the staff, we just got back from a long RV trip to uh, throughout the north northern part west part of the country. Went through uh, Nevada, Idaho, Utah, Wyoming, and South Dakota. Saw Mount Rushmore and a bunch of things in the RV with the family. That was amazingly awesome. So that ranks right up there. That was cool, cool too. Yeah, yeah, that's probably one of those. That'll be one of those vacations your kids will remember forever. Always, too. always, yeah. And it wasn't one of the uh, wasn't one of the vacations that. Um, Chevy Chase no uh, goes through and has no, all the disasters. It, this went well. We had one. Or little, what was the movie that you guys? I think I saw Sherry post uh, RV. RV. Yeah, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't like that. Yeah, we. I I was able to uh, to do okay. Yeah, so, good. Yeah, right on. Uh, how about a dream? <laughs> do you have a dream car? Dream car. I I'm a truck guy. I had a, a Toyota Tacoma for years. I love it. I loved it. Uh, now I'm a minivan guy, and so when the minivan time goes, I'm going to be looking to get another Toyota Tacoma. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. So and I that minivan's that. trying to go on you guys, right? It's trying. <laughs> we've had we've been through a couple. Yeah, one was totaled, and this one's trying, but this one's in good shape now, it's so we're good. It's hanging on by it's a thread. Hang- no, good. no, it's doing better. Oh, than it's this good thread. now. It's okay Great. now. Yeah, we awesome. love it. We love it. All right. So I've been asking this question to everybody. Yeah. If you could have sit down and have a conversation just like this with anybody from the Bible, who would it have been? Not Any, G, you can't say Jesus. That's I'll the obvious answer. Anybody from the Bible? That's a great question. Um, Paul. Paul. Okay. Yeah. That kind of yeah. I think yeah. I think we've had a couple. We've had Moses, David. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Paul is probably the one that's most commonly said. Paul because I can relate to Paul. I think we all can as sinners um, because we all are. You know, Paul talks about the fact that he's the, the the chief of sinners, right? The worst sinner that he knows, and I think all of us really understand that about ourselves. Yeah. Um, there's things, you know, and I'm, I, you know, I do my best, but there's things that, you know, that I know about myself that, you know, I just be like, I don't want anybody else to know that. Right. And Paul, you know, through the revelation of Christ was transformed like we are in a lot of ways. And I just appreciate his ministry and his candor and his boldness and just, uh, yeah. So that's why it'd be Paul. Yeah. That'd be, it'd be really, I mean, fascinating if you could sit yeah. down for an hour and a half. What and was it like to be a Pharisee, want. dude? What was so, that all about? How did you, what was, yeah. what was your revelation? So what was your deal, what Paul? What was your deal? Yeah. <laughs> dude, you held the coats of those that were stoning Stephen. Oh, so, I mean, just, I, just a lot of, it's like, wow. And then you're, and then you're, you're dying for the gospel. It's like, man, you know? Yeah. Just, yeah. So that would be cool for me. How about somebody, um, if you could have a conversation with anybody, non, non-biblical person, you could say somebody who's passed away or somebody who's still alive, who would it be? Right now in this moment, I'd, I'd love, I'd love to be able to, to talk to my nanny, my oh, mom's yeah. mom. Yeah. That's cool. She was an amazing woman. Um, just, just real quick. I mean, she went, was a nurse in World War II. Um, she was born in 1924, had a master's degree. In, oh, wow. In music, played in which was insanely rare insane for a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Because what year would that have been? Uh, well, she was born in 24. She would have gotten her degree in the 40s or 40s. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. So she man. Was, That's uh, cool. 
supervising Where did she do that at? at, at uh, I don't know where she got her degree at, honestly. I can't remember. My mom would know. I wonder if she was one of the among among the first to I don't know. to be in a whatever program she yeah. w- was or whatever. That's she really cool. A, no, she was a uh, oh, it was awesome. She was a field she was a field nurse in World War II here in the states that they injured would come back and she would, you know, work on them. And then she was uh, one of the supervising nurses for UC Medical Center in San Francisco. Sweet. That's cool. Smartest wow. woman I've ever met. She's probably got some stories. Stories. Oh, the stories. I'd love to hear more of the stories. Okay, so what's one of your, let's say, uh, a bucket list item? Something you want to do that whether you whether you think there's a chance of actually doing it or not. Like, I would really love one day uh, to take, an, to take a, an RV or a motorhome and go to all of the... Um, the baseball stadiums yeah, in, yeah. The, in the States. Yeah. For us, for my wife and I, it would be a, a trip to Italy, just okay. the two of us. Um, that's where my family comes from. I'd love, we, I, st- I still have family over there in Sicily. Oh, you're Italian. Sicily, I'm Italian. So I would love no to. No wonder you love to cook. Yeah. Love to it's cook. A, it's I'd in love, the blood. I'd love to check out all the regions over there, you know, eat the food, taste the wine, meet the when people. When was the first generation of your family here? Yeah. Great question. So my, my great grandfather, um, Vincenzo Gardino came to that is as Italian, Italian as you can get. Right get. There. No, he no he, no. My grandfather was Vincenzo. What was his um, Salvatore? Is my, my okay? That's just as, just as Italian. Just as Italian. <laughs> Him and his wife um, came to uh, Ellis Island. Got it. And then so in nineteen, you've got a lot of cool history. In cool your history. In nineteen oh five, my grandfather was born and in in New York. And they got on a train like in 1906. And when they came to San Francisco, it was like very shortly after the earthquake. Okay. okay. And um, my great-grandfather was was the founder of Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco. No way. And we still have a family business. It's uh, right on the corner of Taylor Street. It's uh, Gardino's and it's uh, Fisherman's, you know, walk crabs and 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 shrimp and wait where's gardino street it's uh, well it's guard it's gardino's is the is the is the place a gift shop oh, Taylor, and they do outdoor so taylor street taylor Francisco, street. Yeah, around the corner there where's taylor street at? uh it's right down there in fisherman's wharf okay, you know where cool. pier 39 is oh yeah yeah so my my family i don't know any that's of that. okay I just That's know okay. Pier 39. So Pier 39, if you, if you, but prior to getting to Pier 39, where all the little crab stands are and mm-hmm. all of that, uh, my grandparents is, uh, my family's is number one. That's it really was the cool. first business set up there. That's so cool. Yeah, you yeah. really do have a lot very of really cool. cool history. Yeah, it was very cool. I don't know that. I don't it's still know that there today. My like uncle that. Salvatore runs it still. That's so, so cool. Yeah, do you guys got, get together often? Uh, not too often. Maybe once a year we try to get out there. But your kids have been there. Their kids and stuff. have been That's there. Yeah, cool. I got grandparents on the, my grandfather and his dad are on the, pictures on the wall so So it's pretty cool that's awesome very special cool any other bucket list items um yeah i'd like to take the kids all to disney world do that that would be fun we've you know that's expensive for us and just far away so at some point hopefully we could do that as a family um no that's all yeah that's it i'm pretty content dude i've lived a really good life god's been very um Great, great to us. So with I, my bucket list items, it's always yeah. stuff that I'm just like, I'm just going to be as far fetched as yeah, I can. Yeah, I mean, because there's stuff I'd love to go to Egypt. I, well, that was the other thing too. I was like just saying, Sherry and I, we would love to, you know, walk in Paul's footsteps, do one of those kind of things, see Greece. Um, love to go to the Holy Land, those kinds Gre- of things. Greece, the the musical. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that actually. That was <laughs> yeah. good. But no, we'd like to go do the Holy Land. That would be really cool yeah. to see where Christ walked and where Christ was crucified, and to see all of the different you know things. So we'd was, like to do an Israel trip. So that's on our list too. Um, last thing I want to ask: favorite movie overall? Favorite movie overall? Oh man, um, I would say probably Rocky because that's cool. Rocky. Um, 
Rocky would be one of those movies where it's like the little guy and just has to triumph over everything. The underdog the story. Underdog story. I that mean, it started great. a whole. It started it a universe it awesome. of underdog Stall- stories. Stallone's just awesome. So yeah, and yeah. the story behind it's really cool. Yeah. So John, thanks for coming down, man. Appreciate hey, man, it. it was great being here, Garrett. Thanks so much for doing this. Really enjoyed myself. You got it, man. Thanks so much for joining us on the Spring Hills Podcast. I wanted to remind you that you can join us for Church on the Lawn this weekend, Saturday night at 5.30, Sunday morning 8.15, 9.30, or 11.15. Or you can join us online at all of those same times. We will have the service streaming live. Or you can check out the service on demand via our YouTube channel anytime you want. And also on that YouTube channel, we have all of our Next Gen Ministries videos. There's stuff on there for preschool, jam-packed first through fourth graders, Club 5-6, and student ministries as well. Have a wonderful week. I hope we get to see you this weekend, either on the lawn or online. We'll see you soon.